Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast Minisodes. This is Katie. Thank you for being here. Our letter today comes from someone that's still inside the church and that is not something we usually get, especially in a friendly way. (laughs) We get letters and comments and messages often from members of the church, but they're never trying to have a conversation with us or tell us their stories. They're just attacking us usually. (laughs) So this is really refreshing. She writes, I am an act. I am a 22 year old active member and fellow Georgia peach living on my own, a state away from my family and attending my local YSA branch. I recently stumbled across your podcast, and I very much identify with a lot of the experiences and feelings shared, but just wanted to know your thoughts on current Mormons listening to your podcast. What advice would you give, or at the very least would you say, to someone who is grappling with their feelings on the church but doesn't foresee the possibility of them leaving? That's tough. (laughs) That's tough to say because everyone has to leave for their own reasons. You know, I can't, Sarah and I could sit here all day and tell you all of the reasons that we left. You know, they're all, we mention them quite often in our episodes about the problems we have and how we came to realize that it wasn't actually true. And, you know, it was not something that we could honestly believe in anymore. And we felt like a lot of the things that the church does is incorrect and immoral. So, you know, but it's tough. I I can't tell anyone what to feel or how to believe. I guess my best advice would be to do your own research and do your own reading and then reflect on what your values are and what you want to be spending your time and your energy on and your money, you know, quite frankly, if you're paying tithing, um, what you want to be supporting. And if you feel good about supporting an organization like the church, I guess that's where I would suggest you start. But, um, I think you've found a good start in listening to podcasts like ours and acknowledging that you have some of the same feelings and experiences. So that's great. We're glad you're here. And she continues, I just feel like my identity as a Mormon is so entrenched in my being and my family that the process of leaving, fully leaving isn't what I want and would be too painful, especially because there is still so much I love about the community and the friends I've made that make the shame I've internalized and the guilt I've had to overcome more bearable. Hence the subject line courtesy today of the, the subject line was brilliant. It was too Mormon for Tinder, too borderline apostate for mutual. And that came from an account on Twitter called Ashley Nico. Yeah. Um, anyways, I thought if you don't know people, uh, obviously I think everyone knows what Tinder is. So too Mormon for Tinder, but too apostate for mutual. Mutual is like the Mormon version of Tinder. (laughs) You're like the, you know, you're LDS on there looking for love or whatever, NICMOs, non-committal makeouts. Um, she writes, I'm sure this sounds contradictory, and it is only made more complicated by the fact that my private life dealings don't necessarily align with the cultural teachings of the church. 
I'm probably the biggest hypocrite I know because I vehemently disagree with the church's stance on the LGBTQ community. I have a septum piercing. I own two vibrators. Nice. I watch rated R movies. I occasionally drink and cuss like a fucking sailor. But despite all of the religious trauma that's been inflicted, this church is my home. It's familiar and I can't see my life without it. Um, yeah. So that's, it's tough. Um, and I'm not here to tell anyone what to do, but that was, I think it's the scariest part of leaving is leaving that community and that safety. Um, and your, if your family's in it, it's even more scary. And especially like Sarah has spoken on this a few times that you feel like that is your identity and that's so much a part of your personality that leaving that can be oh, oh very very difficult and can trigger mental health issues and it i mean it can be so so tough i think you know everyone has to do it their own way um and i think for a lot of people it just comes down to living authentically and having having to separate for the need of authenticity but i'm again i i don't know i i can't tell you what to do and i guess as long as you're happy and um but see the thing is is that i feel like it's still giving you that that guilt like you you realize that there's guilt but you kind of can't leave it. It's like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just, <laughs> it's a tough one. It's like, uh, anyways, I'm going to keep reading so that I don't just ramble. But after all those things, she just said that she does, like the vibrator and the septum piercing and cursing. She writes, and did I, did I mention that I'm the Relief Society president? <laughs> I took this calling amidst the biggest faith crisis of my life, but felt and still feel strongly that I can be an advocate and an ally for women that don't feel seen by the church. However, every now and then I'm conflicted because I don't feel guilty about drinking an ungodly amount of iced coffee or the fact that I'm a human being and arousal is natural. Mmm, Mark Wahlberg, like, hello. <laughs> but I do feel guilty about the fact that I don't necessarily practice the parts of Mormonism I avoid preaching, if that makes sense. I'm very, excuse me, I'm very comfortable in the fact that I can categorize my interactions with the church in my regular life, but hate that because I prioritize my relationship with Christ above my relationship with the church, that others will think negatively, negatively of me, my mom in particularly, and the way that I choose to practice. So this brought up some questions for me, like, I'm glad you don't feel guilty about, you know, sexual stuff or drinking coffee, but being the Relief Society president, do you, I feel like don't you have to answer to bishops interviews, especially to get that calling and then to, you know, be, you know, an active standing worthy member that has a temple recommend? Like, do you, you know, do you feel like you have to lie to your bishop or do you tell him that you do all those things and then he's fine with it? I guess that's just a little confusing to me, but, um, I mean, I'm glad you're doing those things. Don't get me wrong. Um, and, uh, I, it, it does suck that when you worship differently or not worship at all, people who are very active and devout Mormons, they will look at you negatively. 
Like that's just that's just the the fact of it, and and it sucks because they shouldn't care. But according to the doctrine, you aren't doing it right, and so they feel like they are in the right, and they can look at you negatively because they think that you're not going to get into the highest level of heaven like they are, and especially someone like your mom. You know, she probably wants you to be in the highest level of heaven with her, and so. You know, it's the the fear that the church created to make everybody obey and make everybody act the same. So I know that there are nuanced Mormons, especially like you, but they're few and far between because it's really hard to just do your own thing and not get judged or not get your temple recommend taken away. Um, so yeah. She writes... Clearly, I don't have many outlets for honestly expressing myself and the way I live to people that know and have lived Mormonism. I just wish I could exist in the church as my authentic self, and it saddens me that there's not much room for that aside from creating that space for myself silently for now. Yeah. Um, I think that you're quite brave to be, you know, writing us, and I'm glad that you're listening to us. I wish I had more advice for you other than just keep doing what you feel is right. And, um, if I can be frank, I would say that leaving the church is better than staying in. I think for me and for Sarah as well, we both felt, of course, it was really, really hard to leave and we had to refine ourselves. We had to discover who we were and, we had to risk people judging us and looking negatively at us and not taking us seriously. And even starting this podcast, you know, we get feedback daily of people telling us we're stupid and that we're going to hell and all of these things. But for us now, after leaving, oh, it's so much better. It's so much better. And we feel so much more free and so much more authentic and so much just <laughs> just better I'm sorry I'm not very articulate today but of course it it's different for everyone and so if you feel okay with going through the motions to be to still have that community because it's that important to you um, I'm not going to tell you to, to stop but I do want to say that if those people in your community really love you and if they really are that valuable and kind and warm, then they should, the ones that are worth it, should accept you and love you even if you stop attending church and you do your own thing and you stop, you know, being an, a, like an active Mormon. So I hope that gave... <laughs> some form of advice uh but thanks so much for writing that was very different than any other email we've ever got and i really appreciate it thank you for joining me on this mini-sode i really enjoy doing them and making them for you and i hope that you enjoy them too if you want to send us anything please feel free to email us at not so molly mormon podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on Instagram at Not So Molly Mormon Podcast, and you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash Not So Molly Mormon. Have a good week.
We'll talk to you later.